Hi, this is Rabbi Zev Khan, and welcome to the very first edition of the Rugby Rabbi Show, coming to you from Chicago. Uh, for those of you who do not know who I am, I was raised, born and raised in South Africa, where rugby uh, was the most popular sport growing up, and I played rugby from when I was probably about eight years old, all the way through what we call junior school or elementary school and through high school and through my years at university. And the peak of my rugby playing career came when I was selected to play for the South African Jewish rugby team at the Maccabee Games in Israel in 1985, where we won the gold medal against Australia. And that began a journey uh, that took me, a spiritual journey, that took me to Jerusalem, where I spent six years in a yeshiva called Or Sameach. Uh, it was during that time that I got married, two of our children were born, and when we left Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, uh, we moved to Chicago, uh, where we've been for the last 22 years, and uh, for the last 15 years, I've been running an organization called JET, Jewish Education Team. We work with college students and young professionals in Illinois. And our main base of operation is down at the University of Illinois in Champaign, where we have a building. We host events, Shabbat and holiday meals. And uh, we send students on trips to Israel and around the United States to learn more about their Jewish education. And what I'd like to do in this podcast is just share some of my thoughts that go through my mind during the week, uh, particularly related to things that are happening in our world, connected maybe to the time of the year or the Torah portion of the week. And I hope you enjoy it and I hope you'll tell your friends about it. So, Right now, we are a little over two weeks away from Pesach, the holiday of Passover. And I'm starting to get very excited because our children are, please God, going to be home with us to celebrate. And it's one of the highlights of our year, having everyone together and being part of uh, the chain of transmission of the story of the Jews coming out of Egypt that has been passed down from generation to generation for the last 3,300 years or so since the Jews came out of Egypt. I want to also take note of the fact that this is about one year exactly since the WHO declared Corona pandemic and where the whole world basically came to a stop and we were quarantined into our houses away from those we love. Many people were not able to celebrate Pesach with their families. We weren't able to go to school, to work. We had to wear masks. Many, many people suffered. Unfortunately, tragically, many, many people died. And a year later... As the vaccine, thank God, has been given to so many people, and 
hopefully to many, many more, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and we are looking forward to coming out, so to speak, of our own exile, of our own slavery, taking off those masks, being able to see our families, spend time with each other and reconnect again. It's very, very interesting. The word Pesach uh, can also be broken up into two words, Pesach. Hebrew is a fascinating language. Uh, I love teaching uh, a crash course in Hebrew, teaching people how to read Hebrew, because there are so many fascinating ideas in the Hebrew language. It's a holy language. We call it Lashon HaKodesh, and that's not... uh, something that we should just think is a, you know, just a figure of speech. It really has got great depth to it. So let me share with you one idea. The word Pesach, like I said, could be split up into the words Pesach. Pe means a mouth. Sach means to speak. What does it mean that Pesach is connected to the mouth speaking? So a very famous rabbi, the Arizal, who was a very deep mystical Kabbalistic thinker, says that the real slavery, the real exile that we experienced in Egypt was the exile of speech. That our mouths were, so to speak, in exile. Now, what does that mean? So there's another rabbi, the Shem Ishmael, who says that exile is a state of, of distance or detachment from one's proper place or home. And words are in exile when they are detached from their place, the person who speaks them. So we are familiar with people, especially today when people are uh, on a Zoom call or on a phone, and you can sense that they are not really connected to you. They might not be paying such close attention to you. Uh, They're texting or they're checking the email Uh, They are detached and they're not really paying attention to what you're saying. But Shemi Shemol says that because of the extreme hardships that the Jews went through in Egypt, the suffering they went through, they were unable to talk about it and they weren't able to to feel sensitivity to their own fellow Jews' suffering. And so just like we hear stories of people who went through the Holocaust who are unable to talk about the the horrors of the Holocaust. So too in Egypt, Jews were unable to talk about what they went through. And when they came out of Egypt, they were free to become more empathetic, to be more sensitive. And perhaps as we come out of the pandemic and we take off the mask and we can see each other, we can see each other smile at each other, we can hear each other, speak to each other, we can reconnect after being disconnected for this whole year. So this Pesach might be more significant than any Pesach that we've had in our lifetime. I want to share one other idea with you. And uh, I mentioned to you that I run an organization called JET, and our main operation is down in Champagne. 
we are running a program right now, which I'm very, very excited about. It's called the Clean Speech Challenge. And clean speech is not about not using bad language. It's much more than that. Uh, I mentioned to you that Hebrew is called Lashon HaKodesh, a holy language. But each of us, each person, each individual, has got a breath of God inside of him. It says in the very beginning of the Torah, when God created man, that he breathed into man the breath of life. One of the commentators says that that is that God gave us the ability to speak. That's what makes us unique as humans. And so if we want to achieve our potential as human beings, we need to watch what we speak about. And for thousands of years, Jews have been careful about the words that they use. Not using words that are hurtful, not using words that are harmful. Harmful and hurtful speech has a term in in, uh, Judaism. It's called Lashon Hara or Lashon Hara. Lashon again means tongue or speech. Hara means bad. And it's considered against the Torah, against the, the will of God who created us to speak badly, just as it's considered bad to eat a cheeseburger or violate the Shabbat or to steal or to kill someone. In fact, according to some opinion, embarrassing someone is equivalent to killing someone. That's how serious the prohibition of speaking badly about someone is. So we began a program, and I'll talk about this in in a future podcast. A number of years ago, uh, Jet started a program called the Positive Speech Project. And I've seen other organizations run other programs. There's a fantastic organization out of Monsi called the Chofetz Chaim Heritage Foundation that has been promoting uh, watching our words for many, many years, have uh, put out fantastic material. Um, and a good friend of mine, Rabbi Rafael Liban in Denver, who runs another organization similar to JET, started a program using material from the Chofetz Chaim Heritage Foundation about two years ago, And he called his project the Clean Speech Project or Clean Speech Challenge. And they ran it for two years in Denver or in the whole of Colorado with such success uh, that the governor himself, the governor of Colorado, declared November to be Clean Speech Month. And a couple of months ago, I was speaking to Rabbi Liban and he was talking about spreading it to other cities. And I said, you know, I would love to try it. And they run their campaign in November. Uh, and we've signed up to run the program in November in Chicago and hopefully throughout Illinois. But we also decided that we would do it down in Champaign at the University of Illinois. And we would do it, you know, in March. So we, uh, with the help of their really fantastic team in Denver, we put together a program and if you want to find out more, you can go to cleanspeech.com slash Illinois. 
read up more about it. We are 10 days into the program, uh, or 11 days into the program. It goes for 30 days. It actually ends over Pesach. And basically, the program or the challenge is a daily email that gets sent out with lessons each day on how to be careful how you speak. And together with the email is a link to a video uh, that basically summarizes that lesson and gives an action uh, plan just for that day. And to make it more fun, we got students from the University of Illinois to record videos and post them. And we are uh, using social media, which unfortunately is very, very negative uh, and causes a lot of harm to people. We're using it uh, to be positive and to avoid harmful speech. And I also want to thank uh, our clean speech coordinator here in Chicago, uh, who's a U of I alum herself, uh, Adina Mayer, who has worked tirelessly to get this program off the ground. And if you go onto YouTube and you do a search for Clean Speech Illinois, you can watch each of the videos and you can still register to run uh, to to be part of this Clean Speech Challenge. And then if you like it, you can register again in November. Uh, I just want to give you an idea of, of one of the videos. Uh, for example, day number eight uh, is called Defining Our Terms. And like I said to you, the word loss and horror, which literally means bad, bad language, refers to hurtful or harmful language. So what exactly is hurtful or harmful? So saying something, for example, that's unflattering, insulting, or unkind is lost and horror. It's a lowly thing to draw attention to the shortcomings of another person. Uh, if they would be hurt by knowing that something was said about them, then don't say it. But that's, that's not the whole picture, because... We can something, sometimes say something that doesn't appear to be negative uh, or hurtful, but it can still harm a person that we speak about. It could cause financial loss, like causing someone to lose an op a job opportunity. Uh, let's say you were to tell someone that a person that you know is looking for a job, uh, you say, I don't know if Sam is at full strength these days. And hearing about Sam's lack of perfect health could influence a decision about whether an employer hires him. Or emotional distress, like causing a fallout between friends. Uh, talking about a person's dating preferences could mean that she doesn't get asked out by someone who would be perfect for her. So sometimes, even when something is not negative, but it can be harmful, and both harmful and hurtful speech comprise the basic causes of loss and horror. And again, speech that the Jewish people has considered off-limits for thousands of years. So over these 30 days, what we are doing is we're hoping to have students down at University of Illinois who have been affected, not just by the pandemic and not being able to go to classes, uh, not being able to see their friends, but have been affected by negative social media. What we're hoping to do is create 
a positive culture where people are careful about the words they speak and they surround themselves with people that are doing the same thing. And this way, we will take ourselves out of exile, our mouths out of exile, and we will be able to celebrate Pesach together with our families. So thank you again for being a part of my very first podcast. Please spread the word, and I look forward to seeing you and hearing from you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.